0: Hobby addict It's time for Hobby Addict. And now here are your anime addicts.
1: Guys, welcome to Hobby Addicts, episode 192. We're gonna kick it off with some good stuff here for you. On a very chilly day here in January from Colorado, I am Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the lovely crew. We have we have Mandy,
2: from Cincinnati. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm uh, I'm here. I played some Warcraft and ready to talk about it.
1: Well, that sounds good. And we also yeah. have Mason from the possibly colder Connecticut?
0: Possibly. It's it's probably all all the same.
1: Oh, okay then. Well guys, on Hobby Addicts today I think we got a pretty good one here. I went and I saw Weathering with You, so I'm going to give you some, some takes on that movie. Um, I'm sure a lot of you saw it and I saw a bunch of you commenting on Twitter and other social media and on our Discord about it, so I'll, I'll kind of chime in and Mandy has info about the 8.3 Warcraft patch, which Mm -hmm. kind of madness is Blizzard descending upon its loyal fans. And then (laughs) then Mason went to a holiday work party where I'm sure just wild antics with someone's, were people sleeping together in the back room? I don't know. I don't know. know. Too much punch from the punch bowl. Oh my God! (laughs) The CFO got drunk and threw up? We'll find out. (laughs) Mason, on that note, why don't you just kick it off for us? Sure. You know, this
0: is a very throwaway, fun little topic. Um, So, you know, I work for a really big company, and it's not as exotic as a work party or end-of-year party that uh, Mandy had like a month or so back, but it's really just like a segment of the engineering group had this big work holiday party. It was at this nice, uh, big, ritzy, like, wedding hall venue thing, so it was way way outside the you know formality that we're used to and it's just it's always so weird seeing like coworkers outside of work it's like seeing like teachers over summer vacation it's like mm, no i'm i'm not allowed to see these people having a life doing things outside of work like it just feels wrong oh but uh you know it was a nice little evening i mainly went for the food of course and, you did. No. You know, they, they had dancing and prizes and games and socializing and mingling and drinks. And I'm like, nah, nah, I'm here for one thing and one thing only. And, what? you know, instead you of being a good socialite and talking with my coworkers and being chummy and being a nice person, I uh, I got real intimate with the, uh, the meat slicers. What? Because <laughs> the, the way these things are set up is, you know, they have all like the, the little... Finger food and stuff you can just get that yourself. But like, if you actually want the 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 steak or the uh, oh, the I turkey see. or like the nice stuff, they have like people there like carving it for you.
1: Is This like Texas Day Brazil style. Like they have like the skewer thing and they just like slice off uh, a piece.
0: Not not quite. But they just have like a guy at a table and you just go up and you're like, oh, I'll have a, a slice of this meat or a slice of this meat, and a then slice, he gives you two slices and then you walk away because they don't just don't want people taking too much, you know?
1: He's like, but he's j- like, how many slices would you like? Bitch, I'm Mason. Mason is grabs, well, like the whole so thing.
0: The problem is, you know, I'm I'm there for the food. And yeah. uh, but they don't give you a ton of time. So after like eight or nine plates, they're like, <laughs> oh, I've I've seen this guy a couple times before. So they actually had two meat carving stations, so I was just make I was just taking turns between them to try to seem like, Oh, I've only come here four times, not not as many of as I've actually gone up. Wow. But uh it was nice. You know, I was just munching happily in the corner uh, for most of the event. Um, I, we'll see how it goes. I put all my lottery tickets to win the prizes on, uh, like some tablets. I want a new tablet, AKA a tablet. Cause I don't oh, have wow. one. You
1: won, you won a tablet.
0: No, no, that we'll, we'll see. I didn't stay for the drawing. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll see if on Monday they're like, Hey Mason, by the way, you won when you went home and I'll be like, sweet. Well, or if how not, many, I'll say many, this was a big disaster.
1: How many people are in that, are in that pool with you for the tablet?
0: Oh, I don't know. Probably probably 60 to 70. So, I don't have Oh, man. Mm. Great odds, but you know, they had probably like 25 different prizes and I just put all my tickets in one cuz you know, if you want if you really want something, you gotta go all in on it.
1: True, that's true. I mean, you got to increase your odds where you want it. So,
0: yes. So, but I definitely bailed very early because I'm not going to stay around to watch People get more and more belligerent. I know. And it was, we got hammered with like five inches of snow in like two hours. Mm. So I wanted to get home and that was an adventure because, you know, I'm a Chicago boy. I'm, I trained, I forged my driving skills in the snow. Like first day of driver's ed was me in the minivan uh, with like three inches of snow. So I'm, I'm an expert and I thought Connecticut people would be good at it, but no. There no. were so many people wiped out on the side of the road, smashed in the medians. It was almost impressively bad.
1: It's the older folks, man. They get kind of timid, you know, about that stuff. It's possible. And Listen, here's the secret to driving on the snow
0: it's not that you can't go fast or you have to go slow. It's just all your accelerations and decelerations have to be slow. That's the key. You sure. just need to be gradual when you change things. But if yep. you're just zooming along, you're fine.
1: Yeah, it's like when we had snow here, I'm in my little Kia Soul, right? It's like, ah, five inches of snow on the ground, you're at a red light. If you hit it off that, off that red light, you're not going to move anywhere, you know? Of course, yeah. I, I just kick it into first gear and kind of ease on, ease into it, and then you just get going. No worries.
0: Exactly. It's not that hard. It's not. So that's mainly what I did last night. And then this morning, uh, you know, I guess another little mini update is my, my band. Uh, we're gearing yep. up for recording our next EP oh shit so we did initial tracking today to get like all the tempos and stuff figured out um got some rough tracks down and uh it's 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 sounding good I'm excited for it our last our last ep we kind of wrote when we didn't have a singer and then another guy joined and it was kind of a transition period this is the first time we've got. Everyone in the same room writing the stuff, so it's exciting. So so now you have a I'll singer. I'll keep you guys up to date. Yeah, we have a singer. We've played a couple shows. Um, it's pretty interesting, and the writing went really fast. We wrote like four songs in like a month. So we'll uh, we'll put it on tape and we'll we'll release it, and I'll keep you guys up to date on how that
1: goes. Well, you are your own anime, Mason.
0: I I
1: am anime. <clears throat> it's, a, it's official. So. <laughs> All right, well, Mandy. Hi. It's time for the moment. What was that? <laughs> oh, just a f- stupid ad on a website that I clicked into. Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: Sorry, I guess people couldn't hear that. I could hear it. Oh, I heard it was loud as shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: So, um, Mandy, Warcraft 8.3.
2: Yeah. So, 8.3 finally came out, so I could actually play again because I took like a month off because I was like, there's nothing new. To do, and we all got super tired of the old raid because we had already finished it so many times. We we're like, ah, we'll, we'll just take a break until new stuff comes out." So Tuesday released the new patch of eight point three, which called "Visions of N'Zoth." And so, man, to give like a very very tiny sample of what's going on in the story, um, the basically this old god. Who has been in prison underneath the earth for for tens thousands of years? Mm. His uh, his prison has a fault in it now, and he is on his on his um, he's trying to break out of it. And he has corrupted all of these different people. He corrupted Queen Ashara, which was the last boss in the last raid, and uh, she's like known as one of being one of the most powerful mages on that has ever existed ashara and so yeah queen ashara and so queen ashara we killed her in the last raid but after as we killed her this big tentacle comes out of nowhere and grabs her and pulls her into this abyss and Mm. we're this is like where now the old god has set things into motion he has started corrupting all of these different places he's trying to corrupt the hearts of azeroth which it would take me forever to explain, but basically, all, every world in this universe has a titan inside of it. If that titan awakens or becomes corrupted, every living thing on the planet dies. <laughs> so he he, we want to keep it alive but asleep. That's
1: a lot of pressure in order
2: for us to live. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so he wants to corrupt the titan inside of the earth, and but the the titans who left this uh, planet many, many years ago, uh, you know, left their brethren inside of there asleep, imprisoned all of the old gods into these chambers and put up different uh, prisons and um, wards to keep them in place. So now we're trying to go down there into all of these old um, archives to try and find a way to reinforce this prison. And it just doesn't work. And unfortunately, what I hate is that they didn't give us a new zone. They took us back to two old zones. To me, that's boring because I wanted something new to look at. Yeah, of course. So, uh, the two zones are now Uldum, which was from back in Cataclysm, and uh, Vale of Eternal Blossoms in Pandaria. And these are two old expansions. So, I mean, I get, I think they're just basically, Blizzard's kind of like, hey guys, please go look at this stuff that we created years ago. <laughs> we want to, please go back and look at it while we can work on the uh, new expansion.
1: Do they think that people and, aren't going and play like they, that they didn't play through that area or something?
2: Oh, I mean, no, one's, no one goes back to those areas. They're dead. So they're trying to get more people oh, to go sad. into these areas and use them. So the world had, like, this always happens. They had us go all the way back, like, in Cataclysm, they had go all the way back to the old, every old zone so that people were using them and it was populated and didn't look like a barren wasteland. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and um, so there are two new factions in those or, um allies and they in order for us to get down to archives at to talk to them they have neighbors who are been infected by the old gods that are attacking them so we had to basically we have to help each other we have to help them solve the old god corruption in that place while we get uh, the resources to try and combat him and so that's basically what it is they introduce new things like the assault zones which is basically just a map quest like we, like world quests that we see that, that's like new and, or not new but like they they've been in the every expansion for like three expansions now where they're just areas with an objective you go there and just do the objective and then you get like a chest and stuff, uh with gear in it and it's it's, it's always something like kill this thing collect this thing basically. Um, hmm. they introduced these new um visions. There's like these mini visions where you go in complete objective jump back out and then there are horrific visions which are kind of like mini raids that you can either do solo or with a group and that's my favorite part about it i'll go back to that later but um i played on friday i streamed it mason was with me he just hung out and talked (laughs) i'm surprised
0: you didn't kick this warcraft lore over to me i'm pretty much an expert by now
2: Oh, I watched yeah? four
0: hours of Warcraft. Um, four hours. It was
2: five. It I, was five hours. I didn't
0: uh, understand a single thing Mandy just said in the last couple of minutes, except Pandaria. I'm like, oh yeah, the panda boys, Land. people. This was just Blizzard saying, hey, be aware of the panda issue going on. That's 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 the lore I got. The
2: panda issue, the panda epidemic. The, yeah. Mm.
1: What is this panda epidemic?
0: I'm just just saying in the world, like, be more aware of like the struggles facing your common panda. And will give oh, them yeah, some yeah, props. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, of course.
2: I, we weren't forcing them to have babies, though, in this game. Exactly. It was, <laughs> That's the true panda epidemic. <laughs>
0: it was some hard work.
2: So um, the reason why I had to jump into it is it, they, they introduced this new quest line. And at the end of it, you get a legendary cloak. And this cloak, you have to upgrade. And there are new mechanics in some of the um, visions. And in the new raid, which, are, which is called Corruption, because... These old gods are straight-up Lovecraft. They just pull them out of Lovecraft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they are trying to drive everybody crazy. So sanity and corruption is now a new... A, I don't want to say new. They, they've had other bosses in the past that had a similar uh, mechanic. but um, So now we can get gear that has corruption on it. You can either choose to purify it and or remove the corruption off of it, or if I... This is one thing that I screwed up on Friday. I should not have um, purified mine because the corrupted pieces give you an extra buff bonus at the bottom. I did not know that. I should not mm. have uh, cleansed mine because um, there's you can get so much corruption before it has any adverse effects on you. And oh, I should yeah. have done that. But um, So yeah, now you can get corrupted gear. Your cloak will give you corruption resistance, which means that you can stay in visions longer, and you can um, uh, equip more corrupted gear. And uh, oh, sorry, I just I got a ping, and I just check it real quick. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, it was but, just Jimmy um, Rob
1: saying, "Hey, we got a podcast in thirty minutes." Yeah,
2: I know. My bad. <laughs> I thought it, I thought somebody was trying to tell me I was doing something wrong. Never mind. <laughs> and um, yes, yeah, so, and then. Uh, um, you, you, like in horrific visions, you have to collect uh, all of these quests. You get something, a new currency called coalescing, um, visions. And then you can turn those in to get a token that to gets you into horrific vision. Horrific visions are like my favorite part of this expansion so far or patch horrific so far. Vision. Um, there's only two and they alternate every week. There's horrific visions of Orgamar and horrific visions of Stormwind. And they are like mini, um, raids but you can either play solo or with a group if you play with more people they get harder and Mm. as soon as you go in there you have a sanity meter at the top and then it depletes over time like just by passive uh just um passively just drops and every time you get hit by something it will take it down even further and when you go in there the first time it depletes so quickly that it was very stressful. <laughs> Mason was there for that. I was very stressed out. <laughs> this was
0: I don't know if I can put it into perspective how down to the wire the race was between Mandy yeah. sanity dropping and the the final health of the person she had to kill to like stop the sanity drop. Yeah. It was ooh it was I very had 12 close. 12 <laughs> sanity left. And it was dropping every, by 5 every second. So had she yeah. delayed by oh my God. 3 seconds
2: uh, I would have lost it. <laughs> you would have
0: lost everything. <laughs> it would have been over. So, <clears throat> yeah.
2: the first time you go in there, there um, the boss to kill is, like, right in front of you. You just gotta kill the guards that, um, that are in, on the path up to it to drop that barrier. You can go in, you kill him, and it ends the vision. And that's what I did the first time, and uh, the first couple times after that, because that's the guy that you need to kill in order to get the upgrade for your legendary cloak and so if you of course you have to turn in a currency to get these tokens so if you go in there and you either die or if your corruption meter fills up you lose that token you've spent it so then you have to work to try and get more coalescing essences which is not easy to get you can only get so many a day So that's why everyone was warning me, if you fail, you'll be permanently behind everybody else on updating your legendary cloak, which has also made it very stressful for me. And I was like, I only had five stone, like what what was it, like 12 sanity left? I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? (laughs) And, but I did manage to do it. And every time you upgrade your cloak, you can stay in there longer. The sanity depletes slower. Um, but that, those raids or those visions have other bosses and areas in them that if you, as long as you get more, um, like as you upgrade your ability to stay in there longer, you can go and try to kill those other bosses and they will give you higher level gear and Mm. more benefits. But you gotta work up to that, right? Yes. This like is just, I could not do This it is just made in. an
0: abyss in uh <laughs> in gaming form. <laughs> yeah, that's what you I was basically. To, you have to level up your sanity to go deeper.
2: So yeah, um I right now I've only just been going in just to kill the main boss, just so I can get my upgrades. Um when I get more abilities, I'll probably explore more, but right now I just don't feel comfortable doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: Maybe when I get a group of people, um I'll try to stay in there longer because I'm always worried about losing my tokens. Once I get to a place where it's like, oh, I've got my cloaks high enough, I'll go explore more so I don't feel bad if I lose. But, uh, so that's what I have been doing. Uh, I really like those. This patch, though, released in a horrible state. There are so many bugs. Oh, wow. And uh, Blizzard is trying to fix them, but we're not really sure how it released, how it was fine on PTR, which is the public test realm, to live. Like, what happened? Because there are so many bugs. We ran into one of them, which was hilarious. I... I was fighting like this guy at the end of a, um, assault quest, which is like, he's not really a boss. He's just like a bigger, bigger dude. He was a big <laughs> and, dude
0: at the bottom of a dungeon.
2: Yeah, basically. And, uh, he was, uh, like, you know, I'm a hunter, so he's attacking my pet, but occasionally he turns and throws like a wave at me, like a, like a, like a water wave. And I was just eating it. And I said out loud to Mason that, oh, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of eating these waves because they're barely doing any damage to me. They're like,
0: (laughs) "Like you could dodge them like you were dodging them later. But before you were just like, you know what? I'm just too lazy to dodge it. This is doing nothing to me. Like, I'm just going to tank these because this is nothing. This is child's play for my behemoth character.
2: Yeah, it was barely touching me. And then the second the second I finished that sentence, one hit shot me. When he killed me, I was like, what the fuck happened? Mm. We were freaking out. Like, what? And it's on Twitch. You can see this. And then I went back and looked at it. There's nothing. There was no explanation for it. It just bugged out and killed me.
0: We reviewed the footage. Mandy just, uh, to her character was like, how about I die now <laughs> for no reason?
2: But how did it do that right after I finished my sentence? It was,
0: how? It was classic comedy. <laughs>
2: It was like somebody from Blizzard was watching me and said, this is going to be funny.
0: (laughs) Did she just insult her? Yeah, she just insulted her boy. Uh, You're done. Wasted. Uh, You're
2: you're done. Goodbye. You're done. Nighty (laughs) night. That was insane. And it's on Twitch. And I showed other people in my guild and they thought it was hilarious as fuck. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what happened, but uh, yeah, that, that that was a thing. I'm just, um. I'm just surprised
1: people are getting tired of playing WoW. Like, it's to the point where, you know, we're like players are literally not playing until a patch comes out. And then, you know, and then strangely enough, you know, you would think that Blizzard would be aware of that. And so the last thing you would think they would want to do is push people back to areas that they're already bored of. You know, like it doesn't, mm.
2: I don't know, this isn't. Yeah.
1: It's, it is. Put pu- pushing people back to an area they've already thoroughly been through doesn't really seem like the cure to getting people uh, reinvigorated. I guess so. I, don't know, but I mean, wh- it's, it's just so- the
2: area. Like there are new objectives to do there, and it's just like the patch before the next expansion. I yeah. mean, they're not going to put all the resources into creating huge new zones when they've already did that in the last patch with Mechagon and Najatar. And then they have a new expansion coming out very soon, which is like in August. So they're not going to spend all of that their resources to make new zones right, right now. Sure, <laughs> There's yeah. no reason for it. They're just tossing something out there for people to do, preparing for the next expansion. Um, and to be yeah, fair, new raid, pandas. To be fair, pandas. Yes. Panda <laughs> boys. Drunk panda boys. <laughs> The- <laughs> they, with amazing accents, <laughs>
0: who love looking at books.
2: <laughs> they love books, <laughs> but they don't know where any other books are, and I have to find them for them. God, wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm just
1: impressed. While wow, still going at this point, like, I mean, it's oh man, it's like what 16 years old now or something. It's a lot. I mean, at it's least. old. <laughs> like you know, like like I thought Final Fantasy 11, for example, was a good was like a, a, a well above average MMO, right? Like. You could call WoW like the best ever or whatever, but there are MMOs that are bad. And they don't last long. And Final Fantasy XI, for example, lasted like maybe five years and then like boom, gone. Oh, I don't know. But
2: I hate it, like, Final Fantasy XI so like, much. But like,
1: <laughs> WoW is just trucking along, trucking along. It's like, I think feel like it's WoW and Final Fantasy XIV. And then I don't even know what else there is that people play.
2: I don't think there is anything else. So
1: <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online, maybe. I'm not ah. sure.
2: I mean, it's still going, but I don't know anyone in plays.
1: Yeah, I see that Maple Story too came out not that long. ago. Yeah. <laughs> so that game, that that was really popular. But I thought that was mostly like a career. I always wanted to play Maple Story, but it was so packed back in the day that I couldn't get in. Like they wouldn't, they weren't accepting new players. So I don't know. Hmm. I love MMOs though, but I have a history with them, and try, I'm trying not to get involved, because. I don't know. I just know it'll be a it'll be a it'll become a problem for me. I'm sure. So this guy yeah.
0: gets it. This guy gets it. Stay away. I
1: mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like I said, I had a friend who failed out of who failed out of college, a very expensive college, because uh, he played WoW so much he just failed, and he wasn't dumb. He just didn't do anything else. And then he got he then he left and got clean, quote unquote, came back. I went clean. Got clean. <laughs> That's this is an honest story. Got clean, came back, and failed out, and failed out again because of the same thing. So not that it's, Damn. you know, there's plenty of people that can enjoy MMOs and not have that happen, but, um, I don't know. Like I played, I played five fantasy four, uh, five fantasy 11 for an entire summer, like every minute. So hmm. yeah, anyway, but it's a ton of fun. I love it. All right. Well, thank you, Mandy for your, for the wow update. I know there's tons well, of the new
2: raid comes out next weekend. So that's what I'll be doing. 12 bosses is called Nihiloth, the waking city. So I'm excited for that.
1: Okay. Well, I went and saw Weathering with you. I saw it at a dinner theater, which is pretty cool. We have this dinner theater that's near us. They also had Parasite, but it left recently, so we just missed it. But um, it's pretty cool. Like, on Tuesday, you can go. The tickets are five bucks each, and they give you a free popcorn on Tuesday. But then, you you know, you sit down, and, like, the chairs, they go, ba- they go almost all the way back, and then they have, like, a little like tray that kind of swivels over and you can you order food and stuff and they had a pretty good menu i got chicken and waffles it was pretty solid um saw weathering with that's how they get you though because the food is a little expensive so i was
0: about to say five dollars with popcorn is a great deal for especially for an exclusive
1: yeah but you're like a movie type thing you'd be a d-bag to go in there and not order food because it's like exactly so and uh if you were to get if you were to get like a margarita or something they're like 13 bucks and then i think the chicken and waffles was like 1250, you know, so
0: I have a very important question for you. Yep. How m- much of the food on the menu would be loud if you were to eat
1: it? Oh. <laughs> well, it was a pretty big menu. I mean, they had like pizzas, they had all kinds of sandwiches, cheeseburgers. Um But all of those things
0: are good quiet foods. Like I'm talking like no. did they serve like ah, I'll have a monster-sized bag of cracker like Cracker um, like that. What 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 are the super crunchy uh uh potato chips I'm thinking of?
1: Like the like Doritos. Maybe it's Crunchers. Something?
0: No, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. How I, much of that menu was just like would have been? Yeah, it's Crunchers. That's the loud potato chips well, I'm thinking it, of.
1: Well, it's called. It was called. um Uh, what is that theater called? Movie Tavern. Movie Tavern. That's what it is. Okay, Movie I'll, I'll look so it up while you uh, continue you look, the rest of the it's story. It's a big chain. Like you can look up the menu. I mean, it's a pretty good menu. But like you go in there and you get dinner and then the dinner is like, you know, you're going gonna to spend like 33 bucks on dinner probably. So that's how they get you. But, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. You know, I think we're going to we're going to go. I think I'm going to make it like a tradition they have before this movie. They had a ton of anime movie ads like they're going to be playing a ton of, of Masaki Uasa stuff coming up. Um, there was advertisements for, for Satoshi Kone, Ghibli, like they're going to have all of it. So do they have
0: the uh, the Ride Your Wave. Yep. That's, uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. I yeah. saw it. It was good watching people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually in uh, one of our news breaks today. But anyway, weathering with you. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing you got to know about just about Makoto Shinkai is that his movies are all oh, they're always gorgeous. Um, they've been gorgeous p- since pretty much the beginning. You know, Voices of a Distant Star was he was like the only person that ever worked on that. And and it was still gorgeous, but it was like 20 minutes. You know, it, it didn't look as good as his movies do now. But you know, he, I think he has like a like a big staff now. Uh, at least he, he ought to after how much money your, your name made. But um, the weathering with you was a gorgeous movie. Uh, he's toned down the solar flares a little bit. I would say like there's not as many uh, like he still loves purples and oranges and stuff on his in his color palette, but. Um, but unless they were showing like shots of the sky, there wasn't a lot of like solar flare action going on. People always make fun of Satoshi Kon because of that. Um, it was a good movie. the the, um, the story is basically about this guy who who meets who runs away from home and goes to Tokyo, and he meets this girl who can control the weather. And I'm not gonna like go into super details here. Like I'm not gonna give major spoilers. I'm gonna try not to. Um, but she can, she can control the weather because in a, like she has an event in her life that is a very like desperate time when, you know, she was willing to do anything, like give up her life to have something happen. And because her, her passion and her prayers were so strong, um, she's actually like granted a power, like a heavenly power, I would say. And, but the, the cost of the, uh, heavenly power is that like, it's not good for her to be using it a whole lot. And so, um, the, one of the, one of the major, um, conflicts of the movie is that like overusing her power the um it has the same themes as most of the of most of the uh um makoto shinkai movies you know it's still about a boy and a girl who by all accounts shouldn't be together and that's still the backbone of the movie you know like it was like it's been like that since even back the voices of a distant star where the girl went off to space to fight in like the space military or whatever and it took like two years for a text message to reach earth and but they like but they don't give up on each other like i still think that i still think that ova is like you know it's like masterful it's so it's very romantic that they're like you know at least she's waiting around because but he's getting older and anyway we all know the the satoshi kone or the bakuto shinkai sort of tropes in his movies but uh this movie was it was really good I think the strongest things about it, obviously, are how it looks. The characters are really are really good. The character designs are a little um, unmemorable, I would say. Like his, um, a lot of his, he he follows a lot of like the Ghibli pattern, sort of. I think that some of the Ghibli characters are more memorable than others because we, like, everybody on earth knows what he knows what Kiki looks like. We all know what uh, Ashitaka looks like. But like you know, some of the some of the Ghibli movies, especially like the Takahata stuff, they just look like people. And so that's kind of how. Um, shinkai's character designs look they just they just look like people more or less and um of course there was there were some cameos in it from the main characters of your name do pop up for a second which i think is kind of like a i i was i thought that was odd in the at the moment but then when i mentioned it online people corrected me and they're like oh this has been happening for a while so like i guess he's been having cameos of old movies pop up for yeah like like garden
0: of words people and stuff like that
1: yeah exactly um, and I don't, and I didn't even recognize the characters, you know, but I, I, I was with my girlfriend and, uh, you know, she was like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so. And then we like pulled it up on, the, on our phone and we're like, Oh, well sure enough, you know, there it is. So he's got some good characters in it. There's a character in this movie that reminds me a lot of, of Misato from Evangelion. She's kind of like, um, way sexier than the rest of the characters. And, you know, she's kind of portrayed that way. And she's the more fun, like spunky, you know, let's go out drinking and ride on our moped character. Um, but um, the movie is pretty good. Like, the pacing is solid. It's pretty fast. It moves pretty quick. Um, there's a lot of, like, desperate, t- desperate times in the movie, like, you know, that people are going to be taken away from another person or someone's going to die. Or, you know, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of um, moments of, like, a surging emotions that sort of um, act as, like, sort of, uh, like, like, like little climaxes in the film, like little crescendos in, in pace and tone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think most people will, will like this movie. I I don't think it was, it's not my favorite, uh, Shinkai movie. You know, I think that I still think that five centimeters per second is my favorite Shinkai movie, but this is pretty good. Like, I mean, I, I would think to me, it's probably like maybe top, top three or four. Like, I think I liked it better than garden of words. I liked it better than, um, Children who chase lost voices. You know, for example, it's, okay. def- it's definitely above those, for sure. There are some like s- I think the weakest part of the movie comes towards the end. Like there's some stuff at the end of the movie that feels like Shinkai really desperately wanted to have like some chase scenes or something or some like action scenes because the movie's not full of a lot of action. It's more of like a... he ch- wants
0: the big set piece.
1: Exactly. Yeah, he wants that. I see. He wants that ten minute um, section of the movie where like you know, it's like a race against time or, you know, they're, they're, people are overcoming their limits to like, you know, for someone they love or whatever. And so, you know, he, there's some events that happen in the movie that are a little odd, like, like for example, he finds the main character right, right towards the beginning and he finds a handgun in a garbage can, like which is already kind of unre- unlikely. And then he, he, he hangs on to this gun for a while and then, accidentally fires the gun at one point and then he's like, Oh my God, like he didn't even know it was real, you know? And I'm just like, well, how can you, first of all, how can you not know a gun is real? And second of all, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's just kind of silly. Like any, anybody would know a gun is real from picking it up after two seconds. So there's just the weight of it alone. You would know. So, um, there's just some weird stuff that happens there. He forces some things at the end that kind of let those chase scene action pieces happen. And, um, and the characters at the end make some decisions that are that are uh, conversation starters, I would say, but they definitely call into question the characters themselves. Like, are they good people? It's almost like, a, for those of you that played like The Last of Us, it's almost like a Joel type of moment, you know, t- towards like, you know, in the movie, in the game, you know, everyone's like, oh, is, everybody wonders if Joel's a good guy or a bad guy. And these characters kind of have some stuff that they do at the end of the movie that um, has big consequences for like the world, you know? It it benefits them, but it doesn't necessarily benefit humanity. And so you kind of, I was I kind of left wondering like, who are these characters? Are they good? Are they bad? Um, and do I like them? I guess was the question. And uh, I think ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, like I think I like the characters, but they just they come off a little selfish, I guess, towards the end of the movie. And I don't want to like necessarily say what they did because I don't want to throw like huge spoilers out at you know at the audience and just ruin the movie because I think so far I've done a pretty good job of uh not of not spoiling too much but
0: no that was a real solid review for not being able to touch on any big plot points I guess my only question would be just that I'm interested in is you know they obviously have the same band do the soundtrack Red Wimps as your name how uh how did that sound
1: yeah I mean I think I think aesthetically including the music the movie is, is really great I would say, okay, I and mean, it's
0: i I think it's, it's a feast for the senses, yeah, just Shin, maybe
1: not the mind absolutely, like Shinkai just hangs his hat on um visuals and he's still he's still one of the best ever at at like depicting a sky, you know, there's some cloud mm-hmm. there's some clouds in this, like you're like, oh clouds, well, who gives a shit, but like there's some clouds in here in this movie that are just like sh- some of these shots of like the sky and the and like the horizon are just unbelievable, and um you know he's got. You 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 would know it's Shinkai without even knowing what you're watching. Like you you could literally walk in, see this guy, and go, "Oh, that's a Shinkai movie." Like literally, that's that's just his trademark, and you know, it's ever since like ever since like way back in Five Centimeters per Second when they have that shot of like the rocket taking off and like like one like if you if you recall like where the rocket kind of splits the sky in half and it's obviously a, symb- a symbolic piece of like the two worlds that the that the characters are from and they can't be together or whatever and then like one side of the rocket is like darker and one side has like the sunset and you're like oh well this is obviously him like splitting the world in half for these two people like it's it's just like that you know it's it's just as beautiful um if I didn't like anything about the movie, I don't think the writing is great. Like I don't, I don't think that this movie's writing is awesome. And I thought the movie was a little long uh, to be honest. Like I thought the movie was going to mm-hmm. end. I thought it was going to end uh, at one point and then it went on for like another 35 minutes. And I was a little surprised because um, his movies have had definitely have had lots of varying lengths, like five centimeters per second is like an hour. Um, and I think your name was like closer to two hours.
0: Yeah, but he also has, like, a ton of, like, five-minute shorts. He has some, like, 20-minute shorts. Sure. So he he yeah, plays he, around with length a lot. And you would think that, oh, he knows... he Him more than most anime guys can choose exactly how long his movie is.
1: Yeah, this movie's an hour and 51 minutes. And I think, like I said, okay. I think it was going to... I thought it was going to end at about an hour and a half, but it just kept going. Um, and I don't... And I think that the weakest part of the movie is definitely the end. Um, so... You know, not everybody will agree. Like the Rotten Tomato score for this is like off the chart. Like this movie, it'll be an it'll be an Oscar nominee probably because this is definitely this movie is like in every freaking theater. Like it's everywhere. So like it's definitely it's definitely a qualifying run. You know, it's um it's got a ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. You know, people people are liking it a lot. I think it's gonna make a pretty pretty decent money in the states. The theater was it was packed. Like we were we. I didn't buy a ticket early cuz I was thinking oh whatever these these anime movies never have a lot of people in them you know I'll go see Totoro and there's like 12 people in there This was packed I mean we got like one of the last tables uh it was totally full and I assume you watched it subtitled Yeah I don't think it's I don't think it's released dubbed
0: at all I I think it is
1: uh, I think I mean, depending
0: yeah. on what day of the week you went would determine if it was sub or dubbed cuz he- I was asking people in the discord like Hey, you know, people who went to see this movie, how, how a, how full are the theaters and B, did you watch sub or dub? Yeah. And right. a lot, yeah, everyone was saying now, they were, at, you're right,
1: you're right. Yeah. You're right.
0: Uh, but everyone was saying like the, the, the least full table or the least full theater response they got back was half full. Everyone yeah. else was either like eighths or full. So, I mean, there was no like, you know, absolutely like abandoned empty seats and, uh, yeah.
1: God, the Garden of Roars is only 46 minutes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't I didn't recall that. Dang. It's a good movie. You know, um, I think people that like Shinkai will love it. I think people that people that most people will like this movie, you know, I think so. I, I think for me, I have to put the, this is almost a movie that I kind of put on like we used to put things on like the Ghibli scale because it's kind of like unfair to, you know, compare a movie to Porcaroso. But, um, this one is this one's good. Like it's a good movie. It's um it's not his best movie. It's not his worst movie. It's consistent Shinkai. I wanna see Shinkai do a little bit more of the Yuasa thing. I wanna see him kind of bring different concepts to the table when as he continues. Like he's he's very prolific. Like, um this movie is like his what is like his fifth or sixth movie and he's only he's not that old. I mean he's like what well, he's in like his forties. So it's like this guy is gonna he's got a lot of movies left in him. You know, we're probably going to see, you know, a Miyazaki type length of, he's probably going to put out like 15 movies. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think we're going to, we're going to look at Shinkai like, you know, like he's one of the better directors that we've ever had. I just want to see him sort of take his, his uh, creativity and use it to bring more themes to the table. Like I understand that his themes work for him, but this is probably like the seventh or eighth thing he's done where the theme is the symbol is very similar. And so, um, I'm sure he can do other things with his uh, creativity. So, I want to see him sort of su- surprise us with a movie that's that's out of the box for him. So, I'm not going to score it. Like, it's it's whatever. Go see it. It's a good movie. Um, people will like it. I'm sure people will like it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It, it I'm w-
0: excited if you watch uh, Roger Wave, the UASA film. Then we can talk about that.
1: Yeah. That's coming out on February 19th. And I think that we'll probably... Uh, I'll probably go see it for sure. Yeah. Because... I mean, I'm, I've been really enjoying watching these anime movies in the theaters, and so, yeah, I have no reason not to, for sure. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Weathering with you is pretty good. It probably won't win the Oscar because they'll give it to some Pixar movie, but that's because it's all it's all lobbying and whatever. But um, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. So that's the review. Any other questions? No, that was solid. Thank you. All right.
2: I need to see it. It's gonna. I just I don't know what I will.
1: It's not gonna like poof from theaters like immediately. I think it'll probably be around for a month or so. So you, I think I'd say you have Mm. some time. I mean, they're not gonna pull it out of theaters as long as people are seeing it. Yeah. And I mean, like Mason said, it's been pretty, pretty packed. Um, Let me see if Box Office Mojo has any like has any figures for it real quick here. And uh, I'm kind of curious. We all know it did well in Asia. So it's only made 5 million estimated so far in the U S but I mean, we'll see. All right. Well, I got nothing else guys. We got a, we got a big podcast coming up that we're going to do. So I'm going to sort of pan us out here and uh, so we can get ready for that. But thanks for listening everybody. And of course, thanks for contributing. I hope you're all enjoying that RSS feed and um, I I might talk some, well, I'm going to be hiking a, a, a mountain in the winter next weekend. So I'll probably be talking about that, but All right, guys. Take care. Have a good one, everyone. Bye. Bye.